listening to a Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. The Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Good days. Welcome to the Good Days Podcast with Eddie and Charlie. And Charlie, it's good to see you, man. How you doing? It's all, it's all good. It's summertime. It's it's summertime. camp. Summertime. And bro, we got to go on the lake the other day on your boat, and we took the current staff took out the there. Took the crew out. Took the crew out, did a little, little tubing. Little tube, little hangout, yeah. little I lunch. Just, I just chilled on the boat. A lot of chilling going I try, on. I try to get you on the tube, and I drive the boat, but you're like, no, 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 no. that's not going to happen. Doc, there's no way, bro. Okay. <laughs> we have a really cool guest with us today. Oh, yeah. Olivia Eckert-Williamson is our guest, and we're excited to hear about like what she's doing in terms of the ministries that God has placed on her heart. Um, there's two different ministries. Uh, Olivia, why don't you kind of tell us a little about these two different ministries and we'll even back it up and go, hey, what's the birth of these ministries? How did they get started? And now these it's, it's a nationwide movement that you're leading. And so let's dive into this because for our listening audience, Charlie, mainly our, our main listening audience is who? Youth ministry. Yeah, youth ministries, young pastors, yeah. those kinds of things. We want to make sure they get connected with you, Olivia, mm-hmm. and get connected with the ministries that you're leading because I think they're super amazing and cool. It can help the local church mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways to connect with what you're doing, especially for prayer for our students, our families, our schools, and that would be absolutely incredible. And this is a deep conversation because it goes back pretty much just the scope of your entire life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, seeing you as a little kid, <laughs> I, I remember. We're old. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Seasoned veterans. Seasoned, but. Weathered pastors. When you're in middle school, your high school years, your time here at IWU, you know, what, what happened while you were here, your leadership as part of Fusion and everything else that you've done. In fact, Doc, it was so cool hanging out last week at camp, listening to Olivia speak. Yeah, Olivia was a speaker last week at yes. NTS camp here at IWU. You know, so there's a lot of history. So, so as amazing. we dig in, some of that's going to kind of surface a little bit, but... Like Doc was talking about, uh, um, why did this happen? Like this this thing that you're doing called Enlightened, mm-hmm. and now what you're doing with CYC, mm-hmm. what what drove you? Because I don't remember necessarily in middle school that uh, uh, as you're trying to figure things out, I mean, obviously you're part of a ministry family, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what does that mean? And then something started to change in you. Mm-hmm. in high school and and mm-hmm. so take us back to the day and for people who don't know cyc stands for mm-hmm. claim your campus yes so. yeah so a part of two ministries claim your campus and enlighten students and claim your campus goes way back to 2003 actually there were mm. two prayer walks happening in colorado and michigan and the group in michigan was so stirred up by that prayer walk they said can we do this more often can we do mm. this weekly so they started praying and um, they saw fighting completely stop in their school wow. because students prayed weekly for God to change the environment and the culture. 
And it just started spreading. People started hearing the stories of how God was answering radical prayers. And so it spread all over Michigan, started spreading to different states. And now we're in 33 states and growing and seeing God move, calling thousands of kids to pray weekly in their schools. And so we have a free prayer app, Equipping Students to Pray. Mm -hmm. We've been doing a lot of prayer walks. So inviting um, middle high school to pray and uh, to prayer walk and then inviting their families too, Mm -hmm. like inviting leaders and pastors and parents that want to equip the next generation to know what prayer looks like. And I actually participated when I was in middle and high school mm-hmm. before I stepped into this role, which is kind of cool because <laughs> I have my own stories. I remember middle school. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> we had a prayer group. <laughs> we would uh, we would hide in the back of the school, like far, like the back hallways where right. no one's like hung out in the morning. And I, I was not, I was not super serious about my faith, but I felt like man, I'm a Christian. I should do this. Like Mm -hmm. prayer is pretty easy. And I had Christian friends, but man, Mm -hmm. I was a different person at school for Mm -hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, was very secretive about my faith and didn't want to stand out ever. Yeah. Well, at the time in your life, your spiritual life, your Mm -hmm. age, your development, all that kind of stuff, you weren't ready to be bold for Christ, but you had an opportunity to pray for Mm -hmm. your classmates Mm -hmm. at your school property, which was really cool. Yeah. And it it did challenge me. Like Mm -hmm. I did it. You know, I'm so, I'm so glad that I did. It's the first step or or maybe the second or third step at Mm -hmm. least in your spiritual maturity and journey. And Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it was significant. And then high school was when the Lord really got a hold of my heart Mm -hmm. and was living in just a lot of sin, a lot of, you know, living a double life and not you know, all in for Christ in high school. And I was 16. I actually went to the follow conference Yeah, and they, they did a call to salvation. And I, it was funny cause I had done it before I'd accepted Christ, but I like couldn't stay in my seat. It was like the Lord picked wow. me up and I stood up and I said, Lord, I want this to be the, the last time I ever make this recommitment. Like mm-hmm. I want to be all in for Christ for the rest of my life. And Came home, lost all my friends. Like oh, man. no one wanted to talk to me because Jesus had done something in my life. And uh, I started this journey of figuring out like, what does it look like now to follow after the Lord? And forever I wanted to be a musician and I still am, mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. was going to be my full-time gig and wanted to be a part of movies and writing, move out to LA. I always wanted to live there. And uh, it was my senior year when uh, I started really seriously asking the Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? Mm-hmm. It was the summer before senior year, and he actually reminded me of a vision, like a picture he'd given me one time I was praying a long time ago of my high school auditorium full of students Mm -hmm. worshiping Christ in a public high school. And I never thought about it because I wasn't serious about my faith for a long time. But then my senior year, God said, remember that vision I gave you? You need to make that happen at your school. And it's funny because everyone, you know, I think, you know, adults can really attest to it. When you ask God for future plans, he often doesn't give you the full picture, but he gave me a next step. And I didn't realize what he was actually doing was actually leading me into my calling because started planning this night of worship in a high school and said, hey, let's do this in our in our auditorium and got a couple of friends together. And and we just felt like it needed to be all student led, like all high Mm -hmm. schoolers leading the worship We're going to share our testimony, share the gospel, Mm -hmm. um, and then pray. We wanted to connect CYC into the night. And so, uh, yeah, we, I've never been more passionate about anything in my life up to that point. Like I didn't realize how much I was longing for something like that. After school, I would go knock on church's doors and be like, Hey, can I talk to your youth pastor? Like every day after school, that's all I was doing. I was up late at night, emailing churches and pastors and inviting my friends to come. And we opened the doors that night. We couldn't fit people in the lobby. 
when we oh opened the doors. Oh, my goodness. And, Did you uh, do it like in a school auditorium, yeah, gym, yeah, auditorium? Auditorium. Yeah. And a teacher wrote a check for us to use the auditorium, paid the way because mm-hmm. he believes in what we were doing. Um, and it was just a bunch of students. Like, we didn't know what we were doing. So we opened the doors. And uh, 10 different schools were represented in the room, 20 different churches. And all together, we counted 600 kids that showed up to worship in a public high school. And revival just hit our hit our school. And our CYC group, it grew. And people were coming to know Christ. People were coming up to me in the hallways and saying like, hey, I just want to let you know, this was a couple of days after the event. I just want to let you know, I've been thinking about this enlightened event that you did. And uh, the Holy Spirit met me in my room last night mm-hmm. and I got on my knees and I gave my life to Jesus. And then he walked away. And I was that's, like, that's so amazing. What? Like, <laughs> can you tell me more? Like what? <laughs> so that, that just started a journey for me. Um, it just kept going. We kept doing enlightened events and spread to different states. And now we're all over the country. We're in 14 states currently. Um, we're students now. You know, I graduated. I was like, hey, I'm done. Like this has mm-hmm. to be this next generation. So we equip them, we train them. Um, me and my husband, we actually like mentor a lot of students. We coach them over Zoom calls, phone calls, and then when we can in person. And uh, we train them to share their testimony, to share the gospel, to lead prayer groups at their schools, and, and how they can gather people together for an amazing night of worship in their high school. If we back this up a little bit, before that night, mm-hmm. you started leading worship in the youth group, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So it didn't start one night. All of a sudden, you just stood up on a platform in front mm-hmm. of six hundred people with your guitar, right? No, no. Yeah. So it began when you were faithful, just doing smaller things with your youth group, learning mm-hmm. how to play, learning how to lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm so grateful. Well, both of you guys are two top five people who just believed mm-hmm. in me. Probably my parents, and then uh, my youth pastors, and you guys. Mm-hmm. I had amazing youth pastors. Mm-hmm. Ian Nacy was one of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, encouraged you. He, That's cool. I could play like two or three chords on the guitar and I was not good. And he let me lead every week. Mm-hmm. And I thank him every time I see him. I say, because you gave me a chance, I'm here today. I got to like discover, you know, what God was preparing in me because of that. So That's a big deal for our audience. It is. Yeah, it's to encourage our youth pastors to say, give, yeah, give these kids an opportunity to lead. Mm-hmm. I, I knew three chords and Doc Shiggy. Shigs here gave me a, a chance at JC Body Shop. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah. To lead. <laughs> it is funny. It chords. was awesome, though. I knew three chords on the guitar, maybe four. Mm-hmm. And That's I, all you I, need. And I, I knew a little on the piano, the guitar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the first year was the guitar. Second year, he learned the, he taught himself how to do the piano, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was pretty amazing. And every week got better. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. He didn't know how to play. He's just like, Okay, and he went back and went into these little like instrumental practice rooms here at IWU and just started mm-hmm. learning. You know, well, I had mm-hmm. to learn a, a new song every week or two. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you, you kind of develop over time. Where every you know, move I make, every move I make, heart of worship, heart of worship, Pharaoh, 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 Pharaoh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna say that's back in the day, right there. I used to leave that. I one. don't wanna be. I don't wanna be a casual. Yeah, Christian. that's one of them too. <laughs> With the garmon key. Oh man, that's good. Yeah. Can I ask you another question though, Olivia? Yeah. Like in all of that. When you think about that, was it this amazing polished event or by using students, do you allow them just to to learn and grow and it's a little sloppy? I could probably cry when I talk about this, but I think I am so passionate about just giving people a chance. And I go to a lot of enlightened events led by students who've never done anything like this Mm -hmm. before. They've never spoken in front of their friends. They've never 
led a band and it is so messy. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I've mm-hmm. had moments where I can barely sit in my seat. It's You're so cringy. cringy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're like, Oh man, if only, ah, you know, like if only I could go take this over. No. Cause that's not what God does. Like God gave us mm-hmm. the keys to the kingdom to grow his kingdom on earth. And we are the most, I mean, we're, we're slow. We don't always say yes right away. We make mistakes. We trip all the time. Why does he trust us with his plans and, and bringing the gospel to the world? And me and my husband are super passionate about this because when I talk with youth pastors and their kids are leading events, I too often hear them say, I just don't know if they're ready for this yet. And I say, well, and that's your fault. I mean, I, I don't really say that. I want to say <laughs> you're, that. You're thinking that. I'm thinking yeah. they need a chance. Yeah. They, they're not going to be ready if you don't mm-hmm. give them a chance because I, you know, from all those years of messing up the chords and singing in the wrong key and singing bad notes and all that, it led me to find my calling. And now I know I'm exactly where God wants me to be. And uh, it took me years and years and years and years. Like I, I've been playing music since I was seven. I didn't find a call to ministry till I was 17. So, wow. you know, like, and the crazy thing is too, like the last follow, you did a little concert at follow yeah. in front of all these like 5,000, 7,000 students. Unreal. Yeah, yeah, it's unreal, and, and that was the progression of mm-hmm. you just developing a skill set that God yeah. has placed inside of you. Yeah, she was a featured <laughs> artist. Yeah, featured artist. <laughs> I think one of the cool things though too is, um, even though it is messy, you and Kyle, your husband Kyle, you are you're helping these students. Mm-hmm. You're equipping them. You're training them. You're trying to help them how to give their testimony, how to lead worship how to speak in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're doing some of this discipleship, some of this from afar, mm-hmm. you know, because you, like you said, how many states is a lightened in right 14. now? 14. 14. Yeah. And just even as a personal testimony, as you're a college student here at Indiana Wesleyan University, pursuing ministry in the current program, my son Noah was at Marion High School. Yeah. And he led, he was a part of the group that started Claim Your Campus at Marion High School. He's mm-hmm. part of the group that started Enlightened mm-hmm. at Marion High School. And then they and you were part of some of the county schools mm-hmm. starting Enlightened and Claim Your Campus mm-hmm. and just showing them and teaching them how to do this. And there is something so powerful about students leading students yeah. and for them to listen to one of their peers versus an adult is crazy mm-hmm. and it is messy and it's not perfect mm-hmm. but even in that training ground for example my son being a part of that that's part of his training mm. and not just part of his training it's part of his calling yeah and now he's youth pastor at college church at jcb you know amazing. yeah and, and that that part was implanted in his heart mm. you know in high school by being a part of claim your campus and enlightened so mm-hmm. thank you very much for yeah. doing that yeah. Appreciate oh my it. gosh. Thank you guys. Yeah. I know you guys have given so many people a chance and I think that's huge. And yeah, I just, all of us have someone to thank for that, which I know you talk about often. Like we all have people we can look back and just thank and it's messy and it's hard, but man, it's, it's the long, it's the long game, you know, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Can we throw you out another question? Of course. So as you're growing through this and you do that first one at East Kentwood High, and you come to IWU, now you're involved in a lot of other things. You keep the vision happening. You keep on growing with it. You keep on developing it. Um, were there times where you just thought it was too much and you wanted to move on to something else and you felt like quitting? And then what's that like? Yes. <laughs> well, it's nice many, knowing many, the answers. Many times. This is, this is for other people when they're in the same situation uh, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're like, I, 
I don't know if I should keep doing this. Yeah. I don't see the fruit. Well, we all went through something called 2020. Mm-hmm. And that year was the craziest year in our ministry because CYC is gatherings in schools. We weren't going to school. Students weren't going to school. And then Enlightened Students, is a lit- it's about gatherings. It's about large groups of people coming together. And so for a in year... their school. Yes. Yeah. So there's like all these questions and we were like, do we even go on? Is this, is this what we're supposed to be doing? And I, I had an amazing mentor sit me down and she, she, we were just talking about, it. I said, I just don't know what we're going to do. Like we, we can't meet in person. We can't, you know, meet students right now. I mean, they don't want to meet together. They're all afraid. This is so scary. This is a weird time. Cause that was a weird time, right? Mm-hmm. When it first started, mm-hmm. we all did not know what to do. Mm-hmm. And ministry was so wonky and weird. And so I was sitting and telling her all these things and she just looked at me and she said, Olivia, don't you think now is the best time for these students to be a part of what you're doing? Because they need hope right now. They feel so hopeless. They're all separated, isolated, alone, just feeling anxious and like uncertain of what's going on. This is the time for you to press in. And I tell her all the time, Enlightened Students is still around because of you. Mm. I I did not see a way out. I did not know how we were supposed to move forward. And she said, you have to press in for these kids right now. You have to. Like, this is too important. Mm. And uh, so we started doing online events and meeting students over Zoom, which we all did. But we started, like, live streaming enlightened events so that they could share it with their friends, continue sharing the gospel. They were leading worship, sharing their stories. And we just kept it going as much as we could. And God grew our ministry more than it could have before COVID. Hmm. We were probably in five states before COVID. Now we're in 14 because we just started meeting students online. Like God just grew our capacity and and expanded our reach. And so, yeah, it's, it's hard because you ask, you know, you don't see how it's possible, but man, man, we just pressed in. You know, the the timeliness of an encouraging word and Mm. a mentor that says, stay in this, this you're doing, what God's called you to do, and this is so needed during this this time. Yeah. And I know you guys had planned like this massive prayer event. Yeah. Right? To be out in Kansas, you know, at a farm or, you know, yeah. wherever. In a field, yeah. In a field. And obviously that got canceled. But fast forward now what God has done, because you're hoping for this amazing turnout, and now we are seeing some significant fruit as you move forward. Talk about that story. Yeah, so Claim Your Campus was planning on an event for like 10 years. And we had 2020 in our minds, like that's the year God wants to gather thousands of students together. And we had this spot, like people were literally dreaming about this random field in Kansas. I had a dream about it when I was in high school. And then I went out and stood in that field and it was the field that I dreamt of. It was weird. Like we we just felt really called there to do an event about prayer in schools. And so it's called Claim Your Campus 2020. And uh, that year we held out hope thinking, you know, maybe this will all end soon and then we'll be able to keep moving forward. But we, we, we canceled the event and that was our only plan of how to reach students all over the country. And so uh, after many years of you know praying and asking God, just since like last year in 2022, we really didn't have any direction and know how we we're supposed to reach students um, nationwide. And the Lord just began to give us ideas of prayer walks and reaching younger kids who need to hear the good news earlier than maybe we've been, you know, focusing on like 12 year olds, you know, 
12 year olds and 13 year olds that are starting to ask huge questions in life. We're like, how do we get them involved? And so the Lord gave us a new strategy of, of how to grow this prayer movement. And that's through prayer walks in high schools. And we're doing something called the prayer walk project. And uh, you can look it up, claimyourcampus.com slash prayer walk project. And uh, we're inviting adults and families and ministries to bring their kids to schools in the capital cities, every middle and high school in every capital city to prayer walk and to see what God wants to start on those campuses and to see a multi-generational prayer walk is so encouraging. And it's amazing to think about what that could be. So we're already getting started, already seeing that happen. And God's just doing something like really organic, really grassroots. We thought it was going to be this big stage and lights, but God's actually just calling people to walk around schools and pray, you know, Mm -hmm. really simple, Mm -hmm. but really powerful. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So help us, uh, help us, like our listening audience, how can they get connected with these two ministries that you are running, you and your husband, for CYC and for Enlightened? How can they get connected and where do they need to find information? How can they do these prayer walks and fill them in a little bit? Yeah, I would say if you want to get involved with Claim Your Campus, just go to claimyourcampus.com. Everything's there. Um, We have a free app and that's for students specifically. So Adults are welcome to download, but we've we've made it specifically to speak to this generation. So daily prayer guides, they can sign into their school. They can kind of put it on a bulletin board on the app, like this is where we're praying at our school at this time. And they share testimonies. It's really encouraging. So um, the app's called Claim Your Campus. And our website just has everything about prayer walks, um, what we pray about, why we pray, the stories of Claim Your Campus. It's very encouraging. And if adults want more resources like prayer guides or content for youth group, they can reach out on that site and we have a ton of content to send their way. And then Enlightened Students, um, same thing, go to the website, enlightenedstudents.com. And uh, we have a sign up if any students want to apply to lead an event. And uh, we do an application process because we want to see who's serious about it Mm -hmm. and leaders that want to press in and want to be a part of something because it does take time and you know, energy to, to learn these things and to build a team and all that. But um, we have applications open in the fall and then they all lead their events in the spring. So um, in the summer and the fall, we have applications open. They can go to the website and click sign up. Mm. You know, we're going to say this to multiple people. This is going to be a rec- recurring theme as we're in the middle of summer. We're doing camps, we're on the road nonstop. But uh, what do you see that's encouraging? I'm so tired of the negative and yet, uh, this week, every camp that, that they're busting I, at the I'm seams. connected to that yeah. that had lowest numbers they've had in 30 years in 2019 had record numbers. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter where the camp's at. And it doesn't matter if it's you know a high end like fully produced camp or or it's in a a very small campground in northern Michigan. Mm-hmm. They're having incredible turnout. Or at yeah. Fairmount Camp. Yeah, or anywhere. Does it matter where the camp is at? Mm-hmm. Any, any... Basically trashy facilities, and yet God's moving in really yeah. cool ways. Yeah, yeah. So what do you see that that is happening out there? I mean, what do you see that is the vibe? Is, is God doing something new? This generation's hungry. Mm-hmm. They're just hungry. And they want answers to a lot of the questions that they have. And they're willing to ask us, are we willing to answer? That's mm-hmm. the question. You know, they they want to know truth. They want to figure it out. They want to lean in. And they, they, they need people to invite them in to say, hey, you belong here. We love you. Ask your questions. Yeah. You know, they, they, and it's crazy. I think I've noticed too, 
during COVID, everyone bought a keyboard or a guitar and they sat in their room and they played YouTube clips and they learned how to play an instrument, yeah, you yeah. know? Uh, not everyone, but a lot of, yeah, people, a lot did. of people did. A lot of people learned something new. This generation's so creative, innovative. They love music. They love art. When students are stressed, they go to music. They put in their headphones. Mm, yeah. That's what they do. So I've seen they're hungry, like in worship settings. I've just seen it. They want to keep going. That's how they connect with God. Mm-hmm. That is how they sense the presence of God and they are invited into that loving relationship with Him and they are just ready. They're ready for it. So don't underestimate them. Mm-hmm. Um, believe that they want more and invite them into it. Give them spaces to go further in their faith. I, I love what you said, don't underestimate them because sometimes we can get down on every generation, every new generation, we can get down on them and, and be the... Um, those who are the Eeyores of, of, of Christendom, if you will, yeah. right? And, and yet there's this incredible things that God's doing, and there's an incredible hope. And I love the Claim Your Campus. I, I love Enlighten and Claim Your Campus. But one of the things about CYC is this idea of, you know, teaching students for prayer to be their first response and not last resort. Yeah. And, and, and for them to see prayer as this incredible connection with God, and I have access to God at any moment, and God is a part of answering our prayers. He's mm-hmm. a part of our lives, and mm-hmm. He wants this vital, incredible, intimate relationship with us, mm-hmm. and it's th- and it's built through a conversation. It's built through uh, reading His Word, and those are some of the things that you guys are training and teaching this generation, which is really, really awesome. Yeah, I love it. It's an honor, truly. Mm-hmm. I know many of you could say the same. It's such an mm-hmm. honor. We're Absolutely. really, really proud of you, yeah. Olivia. Amen. And <laughs> love supporting you, backing you. And it's amazing to go sit last week at camp and just hear you preach. Thanks. And so uh, we want to we want to continue to to be cheerleaders for you. Thank you. So as we end, we have this little tradition. Eddie has to start it, but you have to join. Okay. Eddie. Olivia, thanks for being on our show, man. We really appreciate you. Boom. Boom. And boom. We would like to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Western University for allowing us to use their podcast studio and their facilities. I also want to thank the Called Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Called Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Once again, thank you for listening to a couple of old guys Talking about ministry principles, we have over 70 years of ministry experience, and we'll see you next week.